Well, welcome everybody. Good to see you all out here this morning, especially those that are uh, watching online. Obviously, I can't see you, but I know you can see me. But uh, it's good to be here. I got to tell you, I, I've been a little sad this week because this sermon series about God's will is coming to an end, and I've really enjoyed it, and I hope that you've enjoyed it as well and gotten something out of it. Um, I've been amazed just at uh, just the power of these three short phrases, these three short little um, you know, components of one sentence. These three verses make up one profound sentence. And as we spent weeks on this, just going deeper and deeper, um, I've just been amazed at what God has shown me and and spoken to my heart. And I hope that uh, he's encouraged you to go deeper and deeper as well. As you just look at, maybe it's a couple words in the Bible, but if you will take the time to really meditate on those words and to, to search throughout the Bible, you will find so many gold nuggets that you can immediately apply to your life. And so hopefully it's been good for you as it has been for me. Hopefully, you know, you're to a point where you're choosing to be joyful and and hopefully you're becoming more prayerful. And my hope this morning is that you will become more thankful, more thankful, because that's what we're going to focus on today. And so um, as we move into that, I decided, you know, I I needed to get rid of the sadness. So we're going to make it two weeks on uh, what it means to be really thankful people so I can prolong my sadness just a little bit longer and uh, experience the joy of this series. Um, we've been in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, looking at verses 16 through 18. And it sounds like a lot, but it, it's really a short little bit. And here's what it, what it sounds like. It says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. If you haven't been here and you haven't been following along, you can go back and you can watch these online or listen to the podcasts. And if you have been here and you just completely tuned out and didn't remember anything, let me just uh, give you a little recap about what we've been talking about. That um, really God has a will. He has a desire for each and every one of us. And there's a common will for us. And he reveals it just in these three short verses, this one profound sentence. And, and it all begins, first and foremost, his will, his desire for you, his desire for me is to be in relationship with us. He desires for us to be in relationship with him, to be followers of Jesus Christ. That's what it means to be in Christ Jesus to be in Christ Jesus. So that's first and foremost. Because if you don't have that, everything else that we read here doesn't really make any sense, or it's not even possible for you to experience. So you need to be in this relationship with Jesus. That's God's will for all of us. We have that in common. So then we talked about how God desires for us to be joyful people, to rejoice always to rejoice always. And then he wants us to be prayerful people, to pray continually, to pray without ceasing. And then finally, this morning, we're going to look at how he desires, his will for us is to be prayer or thankful people, rather. Thankful people, people who give thanks in all circumstances, in all circumstances. So why do you think God wants us to be thankful Why do you think he wants us to give thanks in all circumstances? Well, I first want to point this out. Notice that it says 
that we are to be thankful in all circumstances, but it does not say that we are to be thankful for all circumstances. Notice the subtle difference. He's calling us to be thankful in all circumstances, but he's not calling us to be thankful for all circumstances because all of our circumstances are not good and they are not godly. Therefore, we do not need to be thankful for them, but we can be thankful in them. Think about this. So you lose a loved one. That's not a good circumstance, is it? You're you're dealing with cancer, disease of some sort. That's not a good circumstance. You've suffered abuse at the hand of another. That is not a good circumstance. And so you don't need to be thankful for all circumstances, but you can be thankful in all circumstances, in all things. Because, and again, it goes back to whether or not you're in Christ Jesus. Because if you are in a relationship with Jesus, then you have an incredible gift that he is always with you, no matter what the circumstances may be, because he indwells you through the power of his spirit. And so regardless of whether you're in good or, or bad situations or circumstances, you can still give thanks because God is with you and he's in you and he will carry you through those circumstances. So we can give thanks. Now, there's another reason why we can give thanks. It's, it's because oftentimes, and if you are a follower of his, it could be all the time, despite the circumstance, he can bring about good. Romans 8.28 tells us this. In Romans 8.28, it says, And we know that in all things, that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. So God can take some really awful, ungodly circumstances and he can bring good out of it. If you're a follower of his, think about it. Think about your life. Think about probably the, the times when God has grown you the most or refined you the most. I'm willing to bet those weren't the best of circumstances, right? When he's tenderized your heart, when he, he's taught you compassion and empathy for others, that probably happened in the midst of some pretty bad circumstances, didn't it? That's the beauty of God. That's why... Through him, we can give thanks in all circumstances because he's with us, he'll carry us through them and he can use them, even the bad things, to bring about some greater good in our lives, not just for our sake, but oftentimes for the sake of others, right? And so I I wanted to make that point first and foremost before I get into the reasons why uh, I think God calls us that his will is, his desire is for us to give thanks in all circumstances. Uh, There's a number of reasons this morning. I just want to touch on two of the reasons why I think this is important. Here's the first one. Thankfulness redirects our gaze. Thankfulness redirects our gaze. And the second point that I want to make is that thankfulness activates the antidote. It activates the antidote to fear, worry, and anxiety. Thankfulness activates the antidote to fear, worry, and anxiety. 
So let's begin with the first one, thankfulness. Thankfulness redirects our gaze. What it does is, is it helps us to, to recognize our need for God and others. Our need for God upward, our need for others vertically or horizontally. I guess up is vertical, right? So uh, anyhow, that's what he wants to redirect our gaze. Because here's the reality, isn't it? We tend to just be naturally inwardly focused. Our, our tendency is to look at ourselves and to be consumed by our circumstances. Well, God, through the power of thankfulness, wants to redirect our gaze upward and then outward towards him and towards others. And, and it's a beautiful thing. We, we talked about this really two weeks ago um, when we were outside and we were talking about prayer. And um, we gave you these little cards. I don't know if I've got one here. And uh, we handed these out. If you didn't get one, we've got some on the table on the foyer. You can pick one up. On one side is the Lord's Prayer. And that was, that was a prayer that uh, Jesus gave us as a pattern, really, more so than anything, for how we should pray. But then we also, on the back of that, have another pattern for us to pray. Because a lot of times when we're praying, we're not exactly sure, you know, how to pray or what to pray. Well, here, here's a formula for you. It's, it's really a nice guide for your prayers. And it begins by thanking. Begin with thanksgiving, thanking God. Thank God for his provision in the past. Thank him for what he's doing right now in the present. And thank him for what he promises to do in the future. But when we begin with thanksgiving... All of a sudden, it redirects our gaze off of ourselves, off of our circumstances, onto God and onto others as well. And so, I mean, you can get one of these if you didn't know. So it goes from thanking to praising to confessing, and then finally to asking. Finally to the asking what you need or what you want. Really important. So this, this Thanksgiving is critical. Now, um, here's the thing. When, when we fail to be thankful it tends to lead to us being fearful and or prideful. When we fail to be thankful, we have a tendency to become fearful and or prideful. Now, when we become fearful, um, I, I believe part of that is because we feel the weight of the world on us. You know, I got the weight of the world on my shoulders, and that's a fearful thing, isn't it? And I believe we become prideful when we act like we have the weight of the world on our, on our shoulders. We become fearful when we feel like the weight of the world is on our shoulders. And we become prideful when we act like the weight of the world is on our shoulders. And there's a couple different sides to pride, right? And so we could become prideful and, and we're not willing to ask God and ask others for help, right? That's one side of pride. Or we can be prideful, and, and we can just take credit for what God and others have done in our lives, right? Those are two sides of it, but that's what happens. I think when, when we fail to be thankful, we have a tendency to become fearful and or prideful. So remember that. Now, um, again, thankfulness is, is so helpful to, to refocusing, to redirecting our gaze. And, and when we do begin to redirect our gaze and we begin to think about God and who he is and his attributes, um, there are a few things that come to mind. One, we see God as creator. We see God as provider. And we see God 
as Savior. And you see this. You can read story after story in the Bible from the beginning to the end, example after example of God as creator, as provider, and as Savior. Go to the very beginning, and you see God creating the heavens and the earth, right? The mountains, the valleys, the seas, the birds in the air, the fish in the sea, the animals on the land, and humanity, you and me. God is creator, and he is our creator, and we can give him thanks for that. We also see him as provider throughout. We see one crazy example where he provides water from a rock, right, in the desert. We also see how he provides bread from heaven. God is provider. He is our provider, and we can give him thanks for that. And we see him time and time again, God as Savior, rescuing his people from, from death and destruction time and time again. And we even see him rescuing those who are not his people time and time again. He is our Savior. He is our Savior. And so we can give him thanks. Again, being thankful redirects our gaze off of ourself, off of our circumstances that may not be good and godly and onto him. So um, here's the thing. We have this option. One of the fascinating things, if you really take some time to read the Bible, like I love uh, the characters in the Bible, and you'll notice that I, I don't think, other than Jesus, there's a perfect character out there, is there? Like every one of them is flawed, and that makes me feel a little better about myself. I don't know about you, but the, uh, I'm like, you know, the people that we esteem so highly, they got issues. And uh, I have an issue, or two, or three. Three, or if you know me, many issues, right? So, uh, so you look at that, and, and you see that they had a choice all along, and, and they could be thankful. But oftentimes, they chose to be fearful when they looked kind of inward. They felt the, the weight of the world on their shoulders, and, and a lot of times, they became prideful when all of a sudden, they, they acted like the weight of the world was on their shoulders or... They took credit for what was accomplished in and through them when really God deserved the credit. And so we have a choice as well. And we can choose to redirect our gaze from ourselves and our circumstances onto God and others or not, or not. And we can choose to be thankful or not. It's our choice. But we know God's will. He's revealed it for each and every one of us and he wants us to be thankful people, to give thanks in all circumstances. Now, there, there's a lot of fear in the world. And um, some of it's good fear, right? There, there's some fear that is, is good and healthy for us. Like, it, you should be fearful of touching a hot stove, right? There should be some, some healthy fear in that. Or... There should be some fear of jumping out a perfectly good airplane, right? If you don't have fear, that something's wrong with you, you right? Um, there should be some fear. You know, you guys remember Indiana Jones, and he was in that pit with all those venomous snakes? Like, if you're not fearful, something's wrong with you. Like, there, there's some good, healthy fear. If you've ever gone on a long car trip with me driving, there should be some fear. Because usually, instead of driving, I'm dozing, right? You know, so there's healthy fear that we should all have. But a lot of us have unhealthy fear. A lot of us have unhealthy fear. And so um, some of us, we're so afraid 
of what could happen in the future. We're, we're afraid of whether we're going to be provided for. And yet I look around and I don't see any naked people in here. I don't see anybody that's starving. And if you ever find yourself in that situation, all you have to do is, is let us know, right? And when we come together and make sure that you are well fed and that you are well clothed, that, that's part of being in a family, a church family, right? But a lot of times our pride, if we are prideful, it'll keep us from that. And so we don't need to worry about the future. You're going to be all right. You will be provided for unless your pride gets the best of you. And, and some of us worry about all kinds of things. You know, we got students here, and I, re, I remember in school, this was me, like you're, you're really getting nervous. You get anxious, fearful about this upcoming test or this project. And, and then you graduate from school, and then you're a business person or, or a teacher or something like that. And, and uh, you get all worked up. You've got this big project or, or this presentation, and you've spent hours studying or you've spent hours preparing, and yet you're still fearful. And you fail to remember, well, God's with me. And, and I put all this information in. Well, all I have to do is ask God to help bring it out. Like, I know it's in there. The brain's amazing, isn't it? All the information that's stored there. Well, you ever think just be thankful and pray? God, could you extract that for me? He has a beautiful way of doing that. But we tend to be fearful people. We, we tend to worry about all sorts of things that really... Don't make a, a difference. Um, it gets to the point where it can even manifest itself physically. Like some of us get those cold sores on our lips when we're really anxious or fearful or worried, right? Anybody ever had one of those? Um, anybody had the canker sores on the inside when you get nervous or anxious or something? That happens. That, that's like a, a physical manifestation of really our sin, uh, of our anxiousness, of our, of our fear and our worry, because God doesn't want us to be fearful and anxious and all of that. One of the beauties here is, is I love, and this is my second point, how thankfulness activates the antidote to fear, worry, and anxiety. Thankfulness activates the antidote to fear, worry, and anxiety. That's what it does for us. Now, how does that work? Well, listen to Philippians chapter 4, verses 4 through 7. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always, and I'll say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, with thanksgiving, Offer your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. I have spoken on that passage time and time again from up here or in my office or anywhere I happen to encounter anxious people like myself. You've heard it probably if you've been around here. This is a powerful passage. And I love, do you notice how it coincides directly with 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 16 through 18? Isn't it saying the very same thing? It's encouraging us to rejoice always, to be praying continually, to give thanks in all circumstances. See the continuity in Scripture? 
and it works. It's a practical application. The antidote to fear and to worry and to anxiety is peace. It's God's peace. It's this supernatural peace which transcends all understanding. It's this peace that leaves people scratching their heads going, how can you be at peace given your current situation and your circumstances? That doesn't make any sense to me. And, and if you've never been there, if you're not in Christ, if you're not a follower of his and you've never experienced that kind of peace, you really can't explain it to somebody because it's a supernatural peace. It, it's a kind of peace that only comes through Jesus Christ. And so you can try to explain it, but it's something you have to be experienced and you can't experience it apart from him. That's a beautiful thing. He wants us to be at peace, to be peaceful people, to exchange our fear, our worries, our anxiety for his supernatural peace. And when it comes upon you, there is nothing sweeter. There is nothing sweeter than his peace. And it's his will for you. It's his will for you that you experience that peace as opposed to fear as opposed to worry, as opposed to anxiety. That's his will. That's his desire for you. Now, I, I wish I could just stop right here and say, now you've got it. If you ever feel fearful or you're ever worried about something or you're ever anxious, all you got to do is shoot up a quick thankful prayer, you're good to go. It's all taken care of. Wouldn't that be great? but I understand the reality. And my family, some of my family members have helped me to see this a little more clearly, especially as of late, that some of us really struggle with fear, worry, and especially anxiety, okay? And um, it's a tremendous battle for some of us. And I, I don't wanna be glib here um, because I can tend to be that way. I want you to hear that you may not immediately experience that kind of peace. It may be a bit of a process for you, okay? And that's all right. There's no shame in that. Don't think you're lesser if you really battle fear and worry and anxiety. Again, my personal experience has been, you, you can know, sometimes you're, you're just caught up in that anxiousness, right? And you know it's irrational. You, you know this makes no sense, and yet you can't seem to get free of it, right? Has anybody ever experienced that? And, and you may know the Lord, and, and you know God is with me. I know that, but I am still overwhelmed with anxiety, and, and I know to be thankful. I have not only read this passage, I have memorized it, and I have said it hundreds of times, and yet I still struggle with anxiety. I, I want you to hear me. I understand. You're not alone, and, and I want to encourage you. God does not want you to stay in that place, 
okay? But it may be more of a process for you. And I want to encourage you to allow not only God, but others in. We have an incredible prayer ministry here. And I believe we can come alongside of you and help you through some of your fears, your worries, and your anxieties. So again, don't be prideful. Be thankful that God has provided resources like that. And remember, God's will is not for you to stay in that place of fear, worry, and anxiety. And it is possible to be delivered from it as he delivers you through it. Let me also say this, that sometimes there are chemical imbalances in our bodies, and you may need to have some form of medication for a time to help you get through that. There's no shame in that at all, okay? Do not feel ashamed if that's something you have to resort to. It's part of the process sometimes for us. So I, I want you to hear me very clearly because sometimes I can come off and, and just sound like, you know, if you just do this, everything will be fine. And you're like, well, Scott, it doesn't work like that for me. I'm like, well, I don't get it because that's how it works for me. You know, but the, uh, you know, my, my family have helped me see it. And um, I want you to know if you're struggling in that area, you're not alone, and there's hope, and there's help, okay? So hear me. Um, I'll, I'll be honest. I, I used to be a, a big worrier, bigger than I am now. I remember just growing up. Like, I worried about everything. I, I would worry when things weren't going well, and I would worry even more when things were going well. Because I was wondering, how long is it going to go well? And what is that next bad thing going to be when it came, you know? And so I'd get all worked up just worrying all the time and being anxious all the time. I, I have had issues where I, I would not go someplace I had never been, right, for fear that I would look stupid because I wouldn't understand how things worked. For instance, when I was first dating Carolyn, she'd be like, hey, let's go to this, this restaurant. I'm like, have you ever been there? She's like, no, I think it'll be fun. I'm like, I'm not going. <laughs> like, if you haven't been there and I haven't been there, I don't know how it works. Do you pay at the table? Do you pay at the counter? You know, I don't want to look stupid, right? So just anxious. Like, that's the power of fear <laughs> and worry it had on me. Um, the first day of school, kids, like when you're going to school, I, I would just get sick. I mean, physically sick when the first day of school was approaching because I would worry so much. I, I was about getting good grades and I had a test and I would just worry myself sick to the point sometimes where I would freeze in the midst of the test, right? Then I, I would worry, am I going to get into a good school? Am I going to you know, get a good job? Am I going to find a wife? Am I going to have a family? And if, oh my gosh, if I get a wife and a family, how am I going to provide for them? And I would just get so worked up with worry. Anybody else worry? Am I alone? But honestly, when I became a follower of Jesus and I discovered the power of thanksgiving, my, my fears and my worries and my anxiety began to dissipate. And when I feel them, and I still feel them, when I feel them coming on, I'm reminded, be thankful. Redirect my gaze from myself and my circumstances. Focus on God. Focus on others. And so I'll give you just a, a practical recent example. So when I'm going to speak on a Sunday, I get really anxious. 
especially for the preparation leading up to it. So um, after Sunday morning, is say I've spoken and it's over with, I'm just like, man, that, that, thank God that's over. You know, like I just feel this great sense of relief for about an hour. And then I realize I'm going to have to do this again next week. And, and so I start getting anxious. And, and, and then, you know, Sunday leads into Monday and the Tuesday, and, and I'm anxious. Like, what am I going to say? And, and I'm so concerned. I want to hear from God, and I want to, you know, speak on God's behalf. I don't want to say anything that is not of God. I don't want to say anything that is right, is not right or true. And, and I really want to speak a message that I believe God has for us as a church, right? And so I, I have this pressure. Again, sometimes it's feeling like the weight of the world is on your shoulder when it really isn't because you're not looking to God. You're just taking this upon yourself. Well, I still struggle with that. And so Thursday mornings is my time when I actually write the message. And um, I, I started doing it from home in the basement because that was the place that I could find with the least distractions. And so this past Thursday, I was at home and I'm preparing the message and I just start praying and I just focus on thankfulness and just started thanking God for one thing after another. And also I felt the anxiety just starting to dissipate. And as I was thanking him, I was reminded of all that I have to be thankful for. And I was reminded about my family and what a great family he's blessed me with. And, and so I started texting some of them, the ones that I'm really thankful for. The, uh, no, just, just kidding. I tried to do a group message. The, uh, but then, um, then I, I started being overwhelmed by like being thankful for the staff. We've got a great staff here at the church. And, and so I want to let them know. And, and it, the more I started thanking others, the more thankful I became, the less worried or anxious I became. And, and I started seeing there's power in thankfulness, right? It redirects our gaze and, and started getting my focus off of myself and onto God and onto others. And so then it's starting to go better. And then in the distance, Thursday is trash day at our house. Anybody else Thursdays? Um, it's the day after the bear comes and gets in the trash. So anyhow... I hear the trash man coming from afar, and, and I run upstairs. I just feel this impulse. I run upstairs, and I'm, I'm going through my wallet. I pull out the cash they have, and I'm running out, because those dudes are quick, right? You know, so they're making their rounds, and I'm charging out the driveway at these guys, and they're like, what? And <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what this old dude wants. And, and so I come, and I, I go, I just want to tell you thanks. You know, I really appreciate all you guys do. And, and I gave them some money. I said, I'd like you to have lunch on me. And they're like, Thanks. <laughs> but it just gave me great joy, right? And so when we are more thankful, it leads to more thankfulness, not only for us, but for others, right? And so I don't know if that's helpful to you. It may sound silly, but it's something that's very practical for me. And there's so many reasons why we should be thankful. If you'll just take the time to focus on them. God's will for you is to be able to give thanks in all circumstances. Give thanks in all circumstances. He wants us to be thankful people. So let me ask you, are there some circumstances that you found yourself in where you haven't been thankful? Could you perhaps be in a situation or circumstance right now where you're not giving thanks in the midst of it? 
Remember, you don't have to give thanks for this situation, but you can, through Jesus Christ, give thanks in it, knowing that he's with you, knowing that he can bring good out of it. Are there those situations and those circumstances in your life? Let's, let's pray about it. And so I want to use the next few minutes for us to just pray and just focus solely on giving thanks to God, getting the focus off of ourselves, onto him and others, recognizing our need for God, recognizing our need for others, being more thankful and less fearful and prideful. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you that you do have an antidote for the, the worries that um, I know I experience, and I'm pretty confident everybody else in here experiences. Lord, I, I thank you for um, your will. You do not want us to be anxious, fearful, worried people. That's not your will. And I thank you that you have an antidote. And that's thankfulness that leads to peacefulness. So Lord, allow us to focus on all that we have to be thankful for now. In Jesus' name, amen.